It's Traumaraudery. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. I had to warm up that, that like, pit thing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I completely forgot about it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I need to warm that up, like, right now. And then have you ever had, like... <laughs> Have you ever worn a thong like all day and then all of a sudden it starts like right up in all the wrong places and you're like, I just have to fucking get the shit off. <laughs> Definitely. That's what that. I had. <laughs> I was like, I can't right now. I can't do it. I have to. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's okay. I have a butt that is massive, so I can completely with regular underwear. <laughs> Yay! Are you pear-shaped? Um, I consider myself pear-shaped, but I've been told that I'm hourglass-shaped. Same. Mostly because I have broad shoulders, mm -hmm. but I have a small chest, and whenever I think of hourglass, I think of, like, a bigger chest. Not so much, like, the shoulders. You think of, like, curvy in all the places is what you're... Yeah. Yeah. No, you probably are... You're probably definitely hourglass-shaped, but I consider myself... Myself... Myself. Myself. <laughs> Pear-shaped because, um, like, my my ass and thighs just... They do this, you know? But yeah. I, but I do have, like, my... My shoulders are really big, and sometimes my boyfriend's like, your head looks seems so small in comparison to your body, and I'm like, it's just a oh weird... Oh my god, if Christian said that to me, I think I'd cry for three days. <laughs> oh. No, I think he, one he, of the... He, like, talks about my toes. Like, he cannot shut up about, like, how ugly my toes are. <laughs> like, and I, it makes me, like, so insecure. Like, I know that he's just being a fucking dick, but I'm like, don't, don't, I can't handle that. This is going to sound Christian. really, this is going to sound so weird considering how we've met, but one of my biggest insecurities in, like, friendships or relationships or anything is asking someone to take my photo. <gasps> That's my yeah. favorite thing. If we hung out, I get so I, self conscious. <laughs> if we hung out, I would want to take pictures of you all the time and take selfies. <laughs> like, I felt bad when Amanda was visiting because we hadn't seen each other for like nine years. And then, like, oh, when, yeah. when we finally got to hang out together, I was like, let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. <laughs> like, every two seconds. And I'm sure that was annoying. She's so bad. But, like, I did get it because we hadn't seen each other for such a long time. When we finally saw each other, it was because of a family tragedy pretty much and but when we when I got in like I look at pictures now and it kind of makes me feel it, it makes me laugh that first yeah. night that I got there I was delirious because I had not slept for fucking days and <laughs> there's like a picture do you that picture Melanie's like we have to take a picture like right now like we have to remember this moment that you got here <laughs> And I'm like, I we had all just been crying our eyes out. And then like yeah. we're standing in front of the picture and she took it and you could see it. And because of that, the next picture that we took, we're all like busting up, like just dying. But the reason Aww. why was because we look so horrible in the picture right before. <laughs> so you get like self-conscious because you're like, God, I hope people don't think that we're laughing about what's going on. We were just yeah. laughing at the fact that we all looked terrible as if we it, we, it was terrible yeah. <laughs> yeah well I I always say like you know in times of tragedy the best thing to do is to laugh at the moments that made you the happiest that absolutely. is absolutely that and, is 100% like, like, yeah yeah and if it's like the family member you know would have just started cracking up at these photos like yeah. obviously it's like the best because it's like they would have loved this yeah like, <laughs> yeah that's true she used it she she herself used 
the the pictures later on of us oh, all uh, together like just laughing so it was yeah. it was good well don't pay attention to this part of my room okay thank you yes. <laughs> do you see the mess I just, that I is behind all the guitars oh my god <laughs> do you play guitar I have so many. I used to have 13 oh, guitars man. and I've downsized a lot. Well, <laughs> I fucking years. wish that I could do, I wish that I could play guitar. I've had like a guitar in my hand before. Yeah. And like try to move it and everybody, like if everybody knows that I have baby hands. So I can't <laughs> get like, it's so, it's so hard to get to the things like, and I'm so, yeah. I think it's so awesome. Like to help, like, what do you play on it? Like, do you, um, what kind, like, what was your first, what was the first song that you learned how to play? Oh, it was ACDC. It was Thunderstruck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ACDC. yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you um, teach yourself or did you like have like a. In the a, beginning, I did teach myself. And then eventually I did. Um, I went to a classical guitar teacher and he taught me a little bit more of like finger picking and things like that. Um, so I know how to play a little bit of Crazy Train in a classical guitar style. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, I don't know how to play guitar. I, I do want to learn and I have been trying to learn over the last year. But uh, like yeah. this isn't even that isn't even all of them. He's he's got like four more over on this area. And then he's got big piano. Like my boyfriend just loves music and he's he's obsessed <laughs> with all kinds of guitars. So if you wanted a, a tour, he'd have to give it to you. Um, is he someone who's like in a band or is he just oh like yeah he yeah yeah he has a band i'd have to link them to you actually that's probably maybe maybe this he he makes the intro to our <laughs> podcast so oh, awesome. like and if we have like if one of us needs to pee or if we need to get a snack <laughs> then he'll like do a little jiggly for us uh so, Aww, it's so yeah sweet. it's really really cute um <laughs> so yeah for anybody that's listening this is willow and what your handle nightmare at nightmare kitty cat with, yeah, with, uh, a K with K at the end yeah yeah and so you sort of hit us up and you were like hey I have this I would love to talk about it and man yeah. like I'm just so happy to have you on and we're like really <laughs> we're so excited to have you on the podcast yeah, today like I'm excited because the entire reason why I started posting on Instagram was to like get over my PTSD or like not you know like oh my god I'm cured but like to get over certain irrational fears that I just could not get past like what kind what kinds of fears were you dealing with at the time um because my PTSD comes from a stalking experience Ooh. I also I I know I I will hit the s's a little hard so if I clip <laughs> the audio I'm very sorry no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> but um so because of that uh, I had moved up here and I was like, okay, I don't want anyone to know I exist. I don't want like, just, I don't, I don't want anyone to know me. I don't want anyone to see me, which is hilarious because I still dress like a little goth kid, <laughs> but I was like, I don't want anyone to know anything about me, to talk to me, just nothing. I did make some friends, but I was very like hidden for the most part. Yeah. Um, if people came up to me and like try to start a conversation, I would just kind of be like, no, like I'm fine. Thank you just kind of walk away or ignore it um and eventually I was just like you know what this this is so beyond fucked like I'm having such a hard time just living my life and it's horrible that someone I cared about so much who did this yeah has taken that away from me so if like okay so um you said moved up here 
So yes. I'm I'm guessing you moved away because of what happened. That and... was the main reason. Yes, <laughs> I was okay. eventually going to move, but that was we moved very quickly after that. My mom was very on top of that. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, okay, so so what I'm hearing is pretty much like like because of the what you had you you develop social anxiety and it sounds a little bit like a, like maybe agoraphobia like you just didn't really um, dare well, to go it, out and it is very um it, it's very I guess I'm more susceptible to have agoraphobic tendencies due to the fact that um my eldest brother has agoraphobia so I was very cautious of that where I'm like I know he has this I need to find a way so that I don't get to that point yeah basically but I still don't really, <laughs> it, it's still very difficult for me to go anywhere alone. I usually always have a friend with me or someone with me now. Um, I just, it's very hard for me to go anywhere alone. <laughs> yeah, I actually understand that. Like our mom has agoraphobia. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I always like get kind of scared that that might be something that I could possibly develop if I let my anxiety, you know, get to that point. Yeah, it's possible. Sure. But I think it's so weird when you look at mom, like, I think I think for me the weirdest thing is I don't know how it like developed in like with your brother but with our mom um you know she they moved I think out here in Holland you saw it like you saw she had social anxiety you saw she didn't want to go out she, I mean she wanted to go out but she it she was needed like, somebody she, with her she needed somebody with her and I kind of understood that because of the language barrier and um but when she moved back to California I when I'm came out I was I was surprised because she was working she was driving she was driving on her own she was like the most independent person and then I came out like two years later so the first two years she was you know working driving doing everything going to the store alone I mean she was like a boss ass bitch and then (laughs) all of a sudden I came back and it was it, I mean, I don't know if it, it for was, you it was gradual, Melanie, because you lived with her. No, but well, it was, I think for what, me, it was like, boom. I think like, it, all of a sudden, she just didn't dare to do anything. Well, I think it was the divorce. And like, like my mom had a stalker, was, a, a, you know, our ex-stepdad. And so, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I think that that kind of stuff can trigger, you know, anxiety, which manif- can manifest into that. So. For sure. I definitely can, say that, like, I always had depression and anxiety but that definitely heightened it a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah once that happened yeah would you like to tell yeah, us it, what happened it, or like are you <laughs> so we're good okay we're good and okay. again the ironically enough doing this instagram stuff has helped tremendously that's so good because it like i'm someone who just needs to jump into things so I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to go full into it. Like, yeah. I'm just like, it, like, I freaked out the first time, like, anyone followed me. I was like, someone knows I exist. And I had a mini panic attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, obviously, now I'm kind of forced to get used to it. But it's still, it's still a little terrifying. I think um, you're kind of forced to get used to it. You have 100 and 180,000 followers. That's insane. Yeah. You I've are... Been- I've you only been, been you've been featured years. on so I'm many doing. sites. You've you've been doing it since 2018, right? Uh, yes, I think so. It's August three years ago. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So like 2017. But okay, so you you've been featured 
on so did it scare you like when it because it from what I saw it went really fast for you and I think it's because you have a very different aesthetic I'm having fun doing what I'm doing (laughs) and um and you're also a makeup artist so you've been featured in a lot of places did that scare you that that because it went so fast did it Um, did it also make you feel like oh god like it's going too fast it, it was kind of a a mixed bag because I I had met some people who were like the same amount of like account numbers as me so it was easier to talk to them and this is when I was like first starting out and I was like okay so I don't really like want to make this like I my goal was not like job free stuff like that wasn't my goal my goal was just to try and get over some of these irrational fears yeah so I messaged some of them I was like hey how do you get like featured or like shared or whatever because I'm like I'm trying to get my face out there a little bit just to like get to the level of not wanting to scream (laughs) yeah and so like feature pages were the first thing I was a part of where it's like oh hey go follow this account and there was a lot of hate in the beginning (laughs) um which was really 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 hard on me because at the time one of my most self-conscious things were my teeth uh, mm. nowadays my top teeth not so much my bottom teeth are still pretty terrible but that's girls same <laughs> yeah yeah I but, have the same um... problem like even if even if oh, like shut up Melanie. no she, she, has, she doesn't get to talk she doesn't get to talk with us Melanie shut up <laughs> okay just don't I'll, don't I, even I can no, see I'm kidding you can see I, I made a TikTok recently and I'm probably going to delete it for various reasons um, but one of them, you could very clearly see my bottom teeth, and I'm still way too con- self-conscious about that. Um, but anyways, um, so the one thing that really, like, it was a shock, love, and complete and utter terror was I had posted a random photo, horribly edited, <laughs> like, probably a little, a little too much, like, a little weird. And it was a Hot Topic sweater that I got. And I was wearing like a kill star choker that I got for Christmas. And this was around Christmas, like two years ago, I think. And I was like, oh yeah, I like this sweater. It's really cool. Still don't really know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And Hot Topic reposted it. Oh man. <laughs> My little Hot Topic emo heart screamed. Yeah. And was so excited. Mine would too. <laughs> but then, because you could still see numbers at the time. I think on certain accounts, you could still see the number of likes, but I can't anymore. Yeah. On that, my account. That's so weird because, like, we can see likes and stuff on our on our account. Yeah. yeah. Do you think reason, it's on mine that you are still hiding it? I don't know if it's like a test they're just doing on half the accounts. I don't know. Probably. But at the time, I could see the numbers and it hit like 30,000 likes. And I freaked out. Yeah, that's crazy. I was both like, oh, wow, this is a lot of people. Because I had like way, way, like I had like maybe like 15, maybe 15,000. I don't even think that much. I think I had like (laughs) 5,000. Like I was freaking out because I was like, this is already a lot of people that see me. And this is so many more that have now seen my face. And it was like almost like. I don't think it was a guarantee um, that the guy who gave me PTSD saw it, but it definitely made it extremely likely for him to have seen it. Right. <laughs> and I think that was the worst. Well, was like him specifically. Can Okay. Just because I wanted to touch back on that just because 
I want, I need the tea. Can you give me the tea on that? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start a little bit behind for a second. We'll get there. Okay. Um, but I spent uh, seven years in Los Angeles and then I moved to a small town in Northern California. And so I spent uh, seven years there. My mom's original plan was nine years, but obviously we had to leave. <laughs> yeah. And so in this small town, I know it's very similar to other small towns, but there are certain things about it that are just so different and so weird. Like just the environment itself is very different than any other environment I've ever been in. Even when I talk to people from small towns and you like had to like make your pack. You yeah. had to find people that were your family, like for protective reasons, not just because like, oh, I need friends, but because you could get shanked, you could get jumped. Yeah. Like, it was like the parents didn't notice, but it was pretty dangerous in uh, for kids, at least. And I know a lot of people who stayed in that town are like, oh, yeah, our childhood wasn't bad. And I'm like, we literally got jumped like, <laughs> like a lot. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you. But so there I was like, OK, I just I had some issues with schools and bullies and stuff. But I eventually went back to there was only one high school I could go to. So I went back to that high school. I think I was either, my birthday's in April, so I think I was, like, just 13 or something. What's your birthday in and April? April 6th. Oh, I'm also an April baby. Yeah. I am an Aries. Are you also an Aries? I am. Cool. <laughs> yeah. We're both very stubborn then. <laughs> I think, like, I borderline. <laughs> I don't think I, I have certain. I, mean, I don't think I'm stubborn. I'm kind of stubborn about me being stubborn, so, like, maybe stubborn. <laughs> yeah, like, it, like, a little bit. Definitely Peter's yeah. on there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, and I either just turned 13 because um, I was not 12. I know that. And I had a friend who was, I think, a year older than me, but in the same grade. And we, you know, small town, you had an off-campus lunch. So we went to McDonald's. <laughs> nice. And we saw this group of three guys in the corner and my friend runs up to them and gives them hugs. And she's like, oh, Willow, come here, come here. These are my friends. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, friends of hers are friends of mine. And I met them. Two of these guys ended up being like family to me, like my big brothers. Like they protected me. I love them so much more than anything in the world still to this day. Nice. The last person was the guy who gave me PTSD in the end. So <laughs> yeah. essentially we became really good friends. We were very close. We had all the same interests and we were also born in the same hospital, except uh, he was 19. Okay. And so he was like time, a lot older than yeah. you. But yeah. But the, the other two were younger. So he was just like a guy that no, was hanging no, out with no, younger no. kids this, or no, no. The, the other two were in their in their late 20s as well. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. But that makes sense. Like when I was 13, 14, I hung out with like older I think, yeah, I think it was like, I think it's also n way normal. Like you're going to see, and I think that a lot of people don't understand this. Mm -hmm. They're always like, oh, it's just that. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like if a much older guy shows interest in a 13 year old, there's something either wrong with him or he's, I mean, he's, he's playing you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's for so, his yeah. own good, but did with a mental illness, I will say that. Yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm not going to lie, and you're never going to see, or at least not usually, a 13 year old boy hanging out with a bunch of 16 year old girls. It's but the other rare. way around, it is it is possible. But I'm also going to say, girls, and it's scientifically proven, 
they mentally, you know, they and and emotionally, you know, grow faster. Yeah, they mature. They mature way faster. Yeah, they mature way faster than boys. So I think it's also kind of normal. Yeah. So I didn't really see anything weird about it. um, But at the same time, my friend who introduced me to them was dating a 25 year old when she was 20 yeah so that's kind of the environment we lived in right <laughs> so I didn't really you didn't, didn't see really any I. I was like these are my friends now. yeah and again my my big brothers I love them they are like family to me we really do have that family bond and like it one of them even came for my 21st birthday up here to, oh, that's like, so awesome surprise me and like yeah so we're still really close but basically what happened is me and this guy were friends we were very very close and um he developed a crush on me so I ended up dating someone my age (laughs) when I was I think 14 or 15 and he did not like that so he started like talking shit about the guy I was dating and I was like okay it's a little weird um but it eventually led to him like threatening to kill him calling me a whore, calling me a bitch, threatening to hurt me. Um, He ended up, I know he walked to my house or at least rode his bike there because he put an envelope in my mailbox with my address spelled wrong. Uh, And it was like a sound bite of a song and like roses or something. And I was like, okay, this is getting really creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. He sent this, he like came, my house was not near town. It was a little ways out. So I was like, okay, that's a little bit of a red flag. Um, but what really like kicked it up for me is like one day he was like, oh yeah, like, haha, my mom was joking saying like, oh, you're spending so much time with her. Haha, weird, huh? And I looked at my friends that were with me at the time because we have not seen him at this point in like two months. So for his mom to say that he's spending a lot of time around me really rose red flags um, and really freaked me out. So I was like, guys, <laughs> you're not leaving my side. Like, you are my brothers. We are a pack. Like, we're going to protect each other here. But I need more protection right now. Like, please That's help. That's fucking like, yeah, weird. Yeah. 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 But the weird, it gets weirder. And it gets weirder two different levels. So the next level was, and I'm skipping around a lot, by the way. Um, he, I w- so it was a Sunday. I remember because my mom was showering, getting ready for church. My mom's a church woman. And so... I was sitting there and I heard a knock on the door and I heard the doorbell ringing. I was like, this is weird. It's like before church time. Right. So it's like seven in the morning. Yeah. That's a little strange. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. So I gave it a couple minutes. Cause I was like, this is very odd. I looked, we didn't really have a peephole. So I kind of peeped out the window and I didn't see anything. And I opened the door and I looked on the doorstep and there was this plastic like art bag. I was like, this is really weird. And my mom was still showering at this point. So I was like, kind of looked around, pulled it in the house really quick, shut the door, locked it. And I sat in one of the living room areas and I opened it. And it was a bunch of random art. Some of it was um, like a nickname of mine, like bleeding. It was like roses that were falling apart. It was like Jack Skellington, like a bunch of random paintings. One was like me as a cartoon, like tearing his heart out. And there was blood in it. There was a razor blade that was obviously used. Um, Oh my God. It was a lot. That is a lot. There was, yeah. And there was a note on the picture of like me ripping his heart out that says, 
you don't deserve good art. You deserve half-assed things just like yourself <gasps> or something like that. And then more calling me a bitch. And so I was, I started freaking out. Uh, I, my mom got out of the shower and we immediately called the cops. Yeah. We're like what is happening? This is understandably that's Jesus. so i mean the fact that he put a used razor blade like the art aside that's fucking bizarre yeah. and so like, scary you could tell it was used it had blood it had like dried blood on it oh and so i don't know if this relates to something that happened later on but uh his house was like right next to my high school so i spent like the entire <laughs> first half of my um sophomore year terrified because one of my class windows could see out to the street that he lived on and i was like it just takes one glance for him to see me and come over here because at this point he was texting me like he's gonna kill himself and like sending me all these lists of like things that he found like in his home that could kill him and like saying like oh if you don't get back with me like he's gonna die and he left me this horrifying voicemail. So wait, he it said if you don't horrifying. get if you don't get back with me, like he's like in his head. He was thought- talking in third person, and he sent me a voicemail that was like supposed to sound demonic, saying like, "We loved you, like you will regret this." Basically, oh my god. And I was like, huh. okay, I need to leave. So I was like, we can't move. My mom's in the middle of working. So I decided to go to a online slash in person school that was like an hour up an hour out of town so i did that i took the bus up there every day and one day my mom went to a woman's retreat and i was staying in like there's like a tiny 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 little town of like five houses in between these two bigger towns and i was staying there so one day i was like okay like i'm just gonna ride the bus home and i don't even remember if it was like a school bus i hijacked onto or if it was like an actual bus that we had i was not the best kid by the way <laughs> that's okay we understand we were the same it's, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. And so this is the moment where everything broke um i was on the bus and i was headed back to where i was staying and i got a message from him i don't remember what app or anything it just popped up and it was a screenshot of like two song lyrics and i'll never forget this he sent me a picture of my name carved in his leg <gasps> oh it was still bleeding oh fucking no for no. real okay what, for real? That is, all right so, i'm just gonna say that is so romantic no, <laughs> <laughs> what the horrifying there, i thought i was gonna throw up there's like there's like being angsty and then there's just being like a fucking psychopath <laughs> yeah yeah oh so my god obviously uh luckily one of my closest friends at the time who didn't live there was staying in that like small couple house area so i felt like i was gonna vomit i ran off the bus as soon as i got to my stop i burst through the door of the place i was staying and i immediately texted my friend like please come over i need something right now and i'll never forget like that was like one of the last times i even saw him and he came in the door and just immediately started hugging me and i was sobbing uncontrollably because i had no idea what to do like this they don't teach you what to do like this is not something that happens yeah so i you know when my mom got back we're like okay we're gonna take legal action this is really scary and we were, you were like roses are red violets yeah. are blue here's your restraining <laughs> like, order for you yeah. <laughs> I, we're, we're, well again this is a long story we're getting to that by the way this 
took place like two and a half years maybe this entire oh, thing God. so uh and small towns like you you see this person so we went to the cops and he had messaged me i think the night before saying look i want you to meet me at the park there's only one park in town <laughs> i want you to meet me at the park this time only you like don't bring him don't bring anyone else just you we need to talk and i was like that seems like a kidnapping situation that's really sketchy so we were at the police station and we were talking to them and they're like okay obviously you have this evidence of a photo you know it wasn't really the time where it was easy to fake stuff like that yeah um so they could believe me very easily and they're like okay this is a little weird we'll check it out so i was like here here's some messages he says he's gonna be there i'll text him and tell him i'll be there and the cops went he had a backpack that they were not able to search but he lied directly to their faces they said why are you here what are you doing he's like oh, i'm just here i'm just at the park i'm just hanging out and if he had not lied to the cops they probably would not have believed me but because he I don't know why he had planned, but he lied to the cops about why he was in the park. They said, okay, we need to take this seriously. Um, and so we did get a restraining order, but because it's a town of 3000 people, that's like three miles long. Um, the restraining order was only, you cannot like contact anyone virtually and you cannot be in the same room with each other. If you walk into a building and the other person is there, you have to leave immediately. So naturally, he did not follow this. Of course. <laughs> and I was still terrified. And at this point, he was making a lot of um, fake Facebook pages, like trying to be me or trying to stay, say shit about me. And that was one of the reasons why I was so like advert to social media yeah. for a long time, which is why I'm like, Instagram, social, people seeing me, let's do it. So basically, all that stuff was happening. It was going on. And I was like, look, mom, I love you, but we need to move because she was not at the point where she could get retirement yet. And so she because my mom is much, much older than most people's moms my age. Not like not calling my mom old. I'm just saying comparatively, <laughs> she was a lot older. So she was closer to retirement age. And she goes, OK, well, how about this? If we stay here for a couple more months, then I can quit like, you know, and get some kind of residuals from this job. I was like, okay. So I held off until school was ended and it was gonna be the start of my junior year. So it was that summer. And we just found a place in Oregon. We packed everything up and we moved right up here. Like so quickly. That's awesome. Well, at least your mom was like, like super smart and supportive of the situation. And oh, like, yeah. made, I mean, like to pick up you know, her entire life and like move away. That says a lot about yeah. how dire the situation was like. Yeah. Plus she, she is a social worker. She's a therapist. Wow. So, that's awesome. Yeah, she, she kind of understood exactly where I was coming from too. Yeah. That's awesome. I did hear one more time, I think from him kind of, it was, I got a call from the police station back there saying that I was talking to him and my mom's like, no, we're in Oregon. Like, cause we didn't, no one told him that I moved. We tried to keep it as much of a secret. So he was trying to call the cops saying that I was talking to him in person. Yeah. And they never called me after that because they realized that he Do was just bullshitting. Yeah. Go. Do you think he was doing that to see if you were still in the area? It's possible. Um, I do know that he knows about my social media now. How did you find I out that. about that? Um, because I chose not to, I knew his 
usernames. And when I started my Instagram, I chose not to block him. I decided that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And if he finds me, he finds me. I thought that the second he found me, he'd like start yelling at me or something because the restraining order was over at this point. Um, but he had blocked me on everything. Oh, and good. I That's know, good. But I, I, I do know that he will comment on TikTok every now and then. I know it's him because he'll say things that only he would say. Oh, gross. Um, but it does not terrify me like it used to. And I'm very, very grateful for my time on Instagram because of that. Because now I could just kind of go, yeah, well, this pedophile is being a fucking dick instead of like being afraid. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. That. I mean, I think the thing about having a community and like becoming more confident in yourself and being able to be who you are online and not feeling like you have to and um it's something that I wanted to touch on while you were talking about it like I've gone through having a stalker too but it was a different scenario it was my yeah. my ex's ex-girlfriend and yeah they had a kid together um and, and sadly that's a really common one dude a lot of people have that same experience and that's yeah. really messed up but that's so common yeah she she went as far as to like what he was doing like she would make uh, accounts with my pictures she would add ex-boyfriends um, it was just insane like it got to the point where like I didn't feel comfortable having my profile my social profiles public because I was yeah. always afraid that she was going to comment on something or be a certain way and then it just got to a point where I was I mean, maybe not to the extent to, as as you I didn't have like the fear that you had but yeah. I definitely struggled with it. And so I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to like keep my myself locked away because it felt like that. It felt like I was locking myself away, you know, and like not yeah. feeling comfortable with who I was, um, not feeling like I could be open about my life. Um, not that I want to be like super open, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, <laughs> like you, you want to be yourself again. You want to be able to be like other people on Instagram that are posting cute pictures and like just being themselves and like they're carefree you want to feel that way but when you have someone a stalker you know it can it can make you feel like you can't do that it can make you feel yeah. like you have to like keep your keep your stuff hidden because you don't want that person to like see it or you know, know what 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 you're going through or what your what your life is like in that moment um, I feel like yeah. social media is just really hard especially when we I think that's just super super hard no matter what there's always like haters on social media but oh, yeah. I think like the number one thing is when you have like a jealous bitch or something I mean I've had a jealous I've had jealous bitches like post on my like out of the blue on my social media like you're you yourself at that moment I feel like you don't have at least I didn't and I know multiple other women you have no idea that this person has been on your page yeah. and checking everything that you're doing you don't Sometimes know you can that. tell if they if they start copying things exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. I mean, with, with I've, the, I've gotten that. I can imagine I can, though. I can imagine that you've had like so many copycats. I think. Yeah. Oh no, it's just thing... one. It's just one. Oh no, <laughs> I hate a bitch that's just one. <laughs> I hate that. Like, Hi, you can kind of see me now. Oh, oh nice. Hey. Look how I cute have, you are. I have, oh, I have so... the simplest makeup on today. It's okay. Me too. <laughs> The only the the only drastic it's, it's thing. a lazy day. <laughs> look how cute you are! I'm so happy we get to see you on camera. Yeah. You're so cute! I can't get over it. Your hair, you're so adorable. Oh, look at I, that! 
I have a zit like right here on my lip. I have one like right not like a cold sore, like right at the bottom, and I'm just like. I have one right here. So annoyed. And oh then, my god. And then I had one back You're here. Pretty- it was awful. I hate <laughs> super cute. I really like your green hair. I think you're oh, gonna have you. two jealous bitches now. I think nah. Because it, it kind of got brought up. I will address this really quickly. Um, I do have a girl that is kind of local to my area, who was causing trouble for me a couple years ago. I still don't know why I served her coffee once, um, but I won't name her. I won't out her. I think she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She is popular on Instagram and I wish her the best in life, but it's, it's a little like you could, she still does some stuff every now and then it's like, okay. <laughs> I, I think I've, I've had a girl literally like get on my fucking social media and like comment under yeah. a picture because she thought, thought that her boyfriend was like flirting with me like bitch if you have a problem go to him yeah Yeah. do not come on my social media and talk shit on my fucking page i went ballistic because i was just like this is i mean it's social media yeah but this is my fucking page like who who the fuck do you think you are and i am literally like i have my social media is is amanda and aries like i've said what i said is amanda an aries she's not she's a pisces but she sounds like one right now <laughs> but yeah. it pissed me off like i have a i my social media has always been like family and friends I've, i i joke around all the time that i have yeah. like you know my sisters and a dog that follow me on tiktok i really do yeah. i have a dog i have a dog account that follows i, me I love dog accounts following me, honestly. <laughs> right? it's adorable. so that's like all i have though but still it's still my social media and you don't need to yeah. come at me for something that but you yeah, think it, is going this on one it's was a little i, I don't want to say like i don't want to so th- this one was like it hurt <laughs> because it lasted for like a year of her saying this on and off and she was trying to say that like I was stalking her and as someone who went through this like what I went through I believed it I was like oh shit this girl really thinks I'm hurting her and it took an entire year to have other people point out the evidence to me to be like oh no this is not what's really it's happening. actually it's turned around she was blaming you for yeah. something she was doing yeah that um projection it, it, as some like as someone who went through this i was terrified i was like i don't want to ever look like the way that he looked to me yeah you know i was like i was just distraught yeah. <laughs> i didn't care about like oh i'm gonna lose followers like oh my god gonna... i did not care i just cared that someone could view me in the same way that I viewed him. Yeah, yeah. Like I you can don't imagine. I think that would make me like the thing that I have PTSD from the things that I have PTSD from from the people that have done unto me. Yeah. If somebody thought that I was doing in any way oh my God. I think I would Yeah, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> and if you yeah. literally think like just even a little bit that you're doing something like that yourself, if you I think you're also easily um susceptible to when you're vulnerable when you're in a vulnerable state you're more i think uh, um how do you say that you're susceptible, susceptible to, to believing other people's yeah to other people's yeah. bullshit like oh you're like yeah. oh is that and it's 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 gaslighting that's yeah. all it is is that your cat but yeah, there's a cat here <laughs> oh, i was wondering you were like talking to so i was like 
Well, it's a small I thing. I was talking to her. I was just scratching her. <laughs> she, she leans in front of the camera. She's so cute. <laughs> I love kitty cats. So She's have like, you had, um, because you were talking about your PTSD and you were talking about, um, so you've had, you've had a stalker and um, we, 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 we were about... watching some of your, um, some of your videos and something that like <laughs> resonated with us was you had mentioned that, um, and uh, stop me if this is not a topic you want to talk about. But we had we had noticed or we had watched a, a video of you talking about your dad passing away. Yeah. So this kind of goes on to what I was going to say way earlier. Um, so I also have a huge family, but <laughs> uh, not in the way you would really expect. I am adopted and I had three dads and three moms. Now I have two dads and three moms. So <laughs> I have the opportunity to have a lot of family but, yeah um the one that was my stepdad did pass away from cancer um a little over a year ago now oh wow I'm sorry yeah. about that I think the worst part is that um because I'm not super close with my birth father I mean we're we're close he's my dad but like we don't talk as much as me and my birth mom do yeah um and then my adoptive dad and I at this time we're still on bad terms so it was like my dad you know what I mean yeah and like me and my adoptive dad now are like getting back on track we're talking again stuff like that but like for a while like a good couple years like I was like no like this is the guy I'm gonna go to if I need anything um and so yeah and me and my sister Gretchen are really close now too oh my I gosh love to death. I love that His name that, that name right <laughs> yeah. I love that name so um but yeah what I was thinking too <laughs> she still lives in the area and so she was around for uh the last couple of years but I think honestly the most tragic part is that him and my mom were only together for about like three years or so oh wow and they found out he had cancer after the first year of marriage oh that's awful so, that's so yeah that's so I'm sorry about that it's okay <laughs> like I again I was sad recently because like you know holidays are hard <laughs> yeah like yeah. you know people can be like oh that's not your like real dad but like I the way that my family dynamic has always been I'm like you know family is who you make it yeah it doesn't doesn't matter that comes from the adoption thing as well as the town I lived in so yeah. I'm like no like he was my dad and I'm not gonna be like oh he was more of a dad than my other dads but like he was the dad that was here in that time and so he really does mean a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, de yeah. I definitely think that Amanda and I can understand like that sentiment of like, you, you know, your family's who you make it and or who. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've definitely had that. Like, like you have to. Yeah. I, I feel like at this point, you know, because Amanda, Amanda and I, we, we lost our dad um, and we didn't really have like a like a good supportive father figure. Um, in our lives yeah. and so like the fact I don't know I just that hurts like knowing that like you had someone that like a good ma a good man in your life and mm -hmm. and I can imagine that like hurting a lot so I'm sorry yeah <laughs> yeah it definitely hurt a lot um I think what was what I think my sister got it worse though because the man she was dating at the time um I think two months after her father's death had a heart attack and died 
that was a lot. <laughs> oh man, that's that is tough. I yeah, get, I so feel like I feel like sometimes I, I think she got a lot more pains than I did to be fair. Yeah, but it still hurts, you know. Yeah, like I again, I'm not gonna be like it hurt me more than anyone. Like I don't want to come across as that, but I also know people are gonna like hear that and be like, "Oh, you didn't get that much time like with him, so you shouldn't be that hurt." But like I am, he was my dad. I really think that you can't. Um, how do you say that? Uh, you can't, Romy, how you do you can't, say that? You can't you compare. Can speak up on you yeah, can speak you can't. Up on you, you can't. You can't compare. You can't compare. Yeah. You can't. Um, like, Everybody's grief is different. It's your own, and that is your own to like. That's just the way that it is. That's how you feel. Yeah. I think a lot of. I. I also think like a lot of people. When I say like I, I don't really ever bring up. Um, I'm very outside of the house, <laughs> outside of like I. I pretty much blow it all on here on the podcast (laughs) tell everything but outside of um my house I have I've had the closest friends um you know for five six years and I still won't tell them stuff about like our childhood or yeah um, sometimes they'll ask I always get asked questions they'll say like oh well like how did you guys move to Holland or um you know and and when I say it's like oh with my mom and her now ex-husband yeah they're they always ask like how about your dad and so I will say oh my dad passed away but I won't Mm -hmm. say like when or I won't say I won't even because then they get more questions I think that's that's a little bit of a difference with me is that I know I have the ability to talk about things that have happened to me in my life and the things that I've seen. And it sounds so cheesy. It sounds like a fucking superhero. But like, I, if like, if I could talk about it, why shouldn't I? Because I, for a long time, I couldn't talk about it. And I know how much it sucked to not be able to tell anyone, like, this is what people go through. This is what's happening. Like, if I can be that voice, like, I'm going to do it because I know for a long time I couldn't. Yeah. I think that's why Amanda and I started this podcast. Like, because we did, we did feel this sense of like, we can't talk for a long time. And then we finally were like, why not? Why can't we? Why shouldn't we? Like, it is helpful. Like, you know, just the fact that you messaged us and you said, hey, I struggle (laughs) with PTSD. And then Amanda and I were both like, well, we do too. (laughs) Like, let's talk. (laughs) That's why. Like, I'm, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I think you got a lot of people who will, um, it it took me a very long time to just be open about it. Because you get a lot of people who are like, oh, so, oh, okay, so you didn't, you haven't, you didn't speak to your dad for, like, the last yeah. years that he was alive, so, oh, so it's not, like, a really big deal, Yeah, and that's... I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell people, like, the whole story, because when you hear the whole story, then it's, like, it's fucking tragic, and yeah. then you get people who, like, just kind of stare at you, like, oh, dude, like, that's fucked up, like, are you, like, yeah. are you okay, like, you need a tissue, like, no, motherfucker, but I'm just telling yeah. you how it is. <laughs> it's, like, I, I'm going to use such such a completely different way. But it's like when I tell people I'm adopted and their first reaction is to go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. my God. You know, it's For so me, cool. like, you know, it's so yeah, crazy. Sorry? No, I, it's like I'm very close with my birth parents. Like I talk to my birth siblings a lot. Like, why are you saying I'm sorry? And I finally was able to talk to um, my birth sister. Um, we haven't been able to talk for 
most of her entire life. But we were able to talk kind of recently and she's like, yeah, I hate it when people say that, but she gets abandoned children. Like people will go, oh, I'm sorry, you're abandoned. No. Or like, oh, you're an abandoned child. And she's like, no, <laughs> like, no. So I've never gotten the abandonment, but I've definitely gotten the people go, oh, I'm sorry. How was that? I like, do, like, oh. I'm sure that there are abandoned there are children who you know get adopted who are abandoned yeah. and it's but, but it's like don't assume that yeah <laughs> exactly i get this but <laughs> to tell you the truth i get the same shit it pisses me the fuck off when mm. i will tell somebody like oh no my you know my my children are autistic or my son's autistic or yeah. my husband, oh i'm sorry like for real it's like no what are you sorry <laughs> for like, do, do tell like what's they, so sad about they it they just think differently than you do yeah <laughs> Well, they, it's, just, they just process things differently. They're normal. It's uh, <laughs> it's interesting that you brought up the fact that you um are adopted. Like I like I don't know why this happens to me, but I feel like I always encounter things that like I'll end up encountering again. Like it's um yeah, you know. So my boyfriend and I we went and we got sandwiches the other day, and I I couldn't stop looking at the the guy at the cash register because he was wearing this necklace, and it kind of it kind of looked like a tarot card and I was like oh is that a tarot card yeah. and I was just like fixated on it and I was like I love your necklace like where did you get it and he was like oh I got it when I was adopted and I was like mm -hmm. oh that's so cool and like I didn't feel sad or like oh I'm yeah. so sorry you know what that didn't come up in my head at all it's just like that it kind of like made me think like he must he's a, an adult and if he's had yeah. it since he was a kid it must mean a shit ton to him and I can only yeah. imagine that that's a positive feeling. So like when I think of adoption, it's like, why is that sad? Like you had these people that chose to keep you in their life, you know? I got, I got mine here. That's so <laughs> cute. That's so pretty. What it, does it, it say? Says, I don't, I don't know if I could get it on, but it says, I love you on both sides. Oh, it has it's a so precious. stone in there. And my birth mom left it for me when I was born and it fits perfect. <laughs> that's so amazing. Really? So, so, um, uh, are we allowed to ask, like, like why she chose to um, put you yeah. up for adoption? Um, so my eldest brother, the one who does suffer from agoraphobia, he lives with my grandma. My grandma got custody of him. But all of the other of us were adopted out. Yeah. And the reasoning behind this is, as my grandma says, um, so a little bit of background. I don't want to, like, expose too much about my mom. Yeah. Because Witch Witcher is the last name, like, it is our last name. Um but she ran into some trauma when she was a child. And so when I was born, well, I was born, when she was <laughs> pregnant with my eldest brother, um, she looked at my grandma and said, mom, I couldn't protect myself. How am I going to protect a child? And she had developed a couple like PTSD and had some other mental issues at this point. So that was her reasoning for adopting us all out. Is she didn't think she could protect us or give us a good life oh man I mean like it must take so much strength for anybody in that position to decide like I can't do this and for the betterment yeah. of my child like this is the this is the best opportunity for them so I'm going to do this like that takes so much strength you know so yeah your mom sounds like an amazing person to to make that choice oh, yeah. and like and honestly we're, like now we're incredibly similar <laughs> I, yeah like exactly like and then you were talking about how your your family's so big now. Like now you have so many people yeah. in your life. One of my aunts has thirteen grandchildren. So, oh wow! And that's on my adoptive side. 
<laughs> so, and then my grandma said that when she was a kid, she had to ask her grandmother if she could date someone because they could have been related. <laughs> so, I love that. Why do I-, <laughs> I honestly don't know exactly how much family I have. I just assume it's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like always on what's it called? Like that app, that family tree app. Like, mm. yeah, it's like I'm just always there. <laughs> Wait, you're cute. Can you please like link me your name? By the way, I will say this. Witcher is a real last name. It is my last name. It's, it's so cool. I didn't want to say anything at first. Everyone, I was like, everyone, everyone else so tries to it? call the Witcher. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't read the books. I don't play the games. I have seen like three episodes in the Netflix series. Uh, the only reference I get is toss a coin to you, Witcher. And I don't, I don't know. My, I, um, I, <laughs> I started I watching it. Bad. Is it Vaughn Witcher or just Witcher? It's just Witcher. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. Can I ask you, like, did you know me. from the beginning, like, where was your, so the, the, did your, um, adoptive mom, like, tell you from the beginning? Did you have, um, so contact with your brother, birth mom? My eldest no? brother obviously knew. Um, my middle brother knew and had to go into hiding because his birth father wanted to take him. <laughs> That's great. Um, I knew when I was born and they originally weren't going to tell my younger sister that she was adopted. Um, we kind of like, I went to visit her once and they're like, Oh, you're adopted. But they didn't tell her she had siblings. Um, so she found that out recently. Oh, wow. And we finally got to talk. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) But I have been able to have a relationship with, um, my middle brother, Nick, super nice, lives in Seattle. I love him. Um, we have gotten to hang out in person I think once, but we talk online every now and then. My eldest brother, uh, when I went to visit my birth family last, my birth mom's side of the family, um, he was too anxious and had to leave. So that one's a little hard, but yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I can it. imagine, honestly, like I understand. I can, I can, I can imagine walking like having to walk in on that and it just being too much yeah yeah so he like he bailed before i got to the house because he was like i can't do this yeah. i don't know how to handle this like this is my sister that i've never met have you and spoken to him since i've never spoken directly to him oh he's too uh his anxiety is too bad oh that's so, so like do you guys message each other ever no, no? Yeah. That's one reason why my birth mom is like, you should come visit. You should come visit. She's like, Michael, I'll talk to you now. <laughs> oh, okay. So they, they do talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, he, d- he does eldest, talk to. To my birth mom and my grandma. Yeah. Cause okay. he lives in the same. And how, I, I think like what houses now, but they all lived in like a little like community. Like my uncle was a couple houses down with my cousin and like <laughs> That's my so grandma cute. was here. My mom was here. So it was like a little like community that they had for a while, but I think they like moved locations a little bit. And um, how Have old you... is? Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> Go ahead. I was gonna ask like I how... all these questions. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, how old is your brother? Your oldest brother? Um, <laughs> I don't actually know. I think he's twenty eight or so. Yeah, that's or tough. Maybe... That's tough because yeah, he's like an adult he's and he's dealing with all these like like big things yeah I've heard he's been getting a lot better with it that's good and I he still doesn't want anyone to take photos of him which is funny because I'm like yeah same well you're like hey (laughs) that must be the jeans (laughs) well it's I think for you it's different right because do you do your own photography 
Uh, usually, yeah. Yeah. You okay? So you have a um family of you know people who have mental issues, <laughs> and Definitely you, your family. Yeah. Well, we we have that too, and that's that's something that we are also very how should I put that aware of, and it's mm -hmm. we're constantly asking each other, even like. Does, do I sound like, you know, do, do I sound like mom or do I sound like, do, yeah. and my mom's a, 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 an amazing person. I'm not, there's in no way whatsoever, but we do try to keep each other in check, I think mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, but you also have PTSD yeah. from being stalked. And I was wondering, have you had any type of um, therapy for it? I tried around the time where it first happened and the therapist refused to help me because she said it, it was too soon. Even what? though it had been a year, she's like, you have to wait two years to really know it's PTSD. I'm like, I'm having nightmares. I'm having panic attacks. Can we talk about my PTSD? And she wanted to talk about my depression. So oh my God, what is I up kinda, with- <laughs> I kind of had to like figure it out as I go along, which is one reason why I started my Instagram because I'm like, I don't know how else I'm going to get over these irrational fears. Like I, I still have fears and like, I still get anxious and stuff like that. Like that's not going to go away. Like I'll still get nightmares and things like that. But I was like, this is a fear that I can't get over. Yeah. And luckily I'm like really close back to the person I was before all that happened. Yeah. Like, I'm, be more social again, things like that. So I kind of had to be my own therapist to focus on PTSD. And yeah. Like, oh, it's, probably nothing you're probably just still freaked out it's like That's, that sucks because i'm not gonna say like i you hear it a lot um but i do want to say that even i have friends in um america that do go see therapists and it's just i think therapy needs to be normalized very very yep. much so I, I really feel like a lot of people think that it's still a taboo to talk about still needs to be you know it's like hush hush yeah um, but, but it's I also think incredibly expensive. There it is. Oh, there it is. Like I, I have a therapy session tomorrow for PTSD, EMDR, mm -hmm. um, and I don't, you know, I, I pay my insurance and. Well, it, but it's, it's different in paid, it's different so. in the Netherlands than it is out here in America because yeah. in the Netherlands it's yeah. so easy to get health insurance, whereas in in America you can't. But there, I have been seeing a lot of these different apps, and this is something that I'm actually going to start trying. I think it's called Mood. Um, and it's like you only pay like is it the journal one? No, it's it, okay. it's I think it's called I'm pretty sure it's called Mood, and it's you don't have to have a doctor or anything. You just sign up. They set you up with a with a psychiatrist that will help you figure out um, what kind of medication you might need for your. Hmm. It, it it does have some limitations. So for example, like if you struggle with like an eating disorder, then they yeah. probably won't be able to help you because that's more of a hands on situation. Um, but this is all like just virtual. And for yeah. someone like me, I have um, a, um, AVPD, which is avoidant personality disorder. And I have a hard time like mm. talking on the phone or going to going to places. That kind of an app is really good for a person like me. Um, but yeah. I was going to ask you, like you starting your Instagram was definitely a way for you to like help help yourself with these fears that you were dealing with with your PTSD. Do you have any other... Um, like ideas or suggestions for people, things that you do to help you with your depression, like little things that you coping do. Mechanism, coping mechanism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, one, I definitely think that medication does do a lot 
<laughs> for one. Uh, I was put on mood stabilizers finally, and that's helped tremendously because um, I'm also on depression meds, and that's helped a lot with like the PTSD aspect because it kind of stabilizes the panic <laughs> yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. So that is really nice. But um, in terms of coping mechanisms, usually it's like either complete absorption or a distraction yeah which sounds completely contradictory and it is <laughs> no it kind of makes sense it's either though. like yeah it's either like sometimes like if I can tell like I don't want to think about it I don't want to think about it I kind of like have to just force myself to think about it because otherwise it's just going to get suppressed more and more and more until it like builds up and explodes yeah that's why um, I think that that's why I really do feel like it's so important we've talked about so many times to just like open up about all of like this shit because Because it's it's such a taboo but it's It's like you need to speak you need to like speak your truth yeah because there are there's so many people out there who are going through those kind of situations that feel like they can't or have are done with it and feel like they are alone Mm. So I think no matter what, like you might have done it like for yourself, but I'm sure that you have gotten you've helped, that, you've that it's helped reached so many so people. Many people. <laughs> yeah. I like I I it's I don't <laughs> again, I don't want to come across as like someone that's like, oh like I'm a bleh. I just I always tell people, I'm like, dude, the numbers they're great. Like I've gotten more opportunities than I ever thought imaginable by doing this and that's fantastic like right now it is like my only job because COVID I can't really do anything else and that's amazing that's incredible like I do have goals like I do want to hit a certain number but at the end of the day I always tell people I'm like it's not the numbers it's the people behind them because I am so fucking proud of everyone who follows me yes because I have yet to meet someone in person I've met people in person who follow me and every single one of them is amazing. Yeah. Like none of them have been rude or disrespectful or anything like that. Like I've met people who their kid was just transitioning. I had met someone who was a father who was asking me about like men to women sizes and women's to men sizes and things like that. And like just being the most supportive dad in the world and just like, there's other people I've met who are just like the sweetest like I have some (laughs) some like uh, I don't have them near me some little bracelets that one of my followers made me he's super sweet and his mom is super supportive I had given him a bunch of mild clothes and I was like I hope you know I try to do like kind of gender neutral for the most part and his mom's like yeah we don't do gender here oh that's (laughs) awesome whatever he wants I'm like that's so sweet oh that's so awesome (laughs) Honestly, I'm just really proud that like, you know, like numbers, obviously they're nice and I do have goals and for sure. Like I was just looking at your TikTok but... and I'm I'm like, you already have like 51K or something. And I'm yeah, like, it doesn't move from that. Though. They like, are you, they asked you about transitioning because uh, you have their, uh, their daughter was transitioning to look more like the woman she was always meant to be yeah Mm -hmm. and but you know women's sizes are a lot different than the men's sizing so oh okay asking like 
how how do I <laughs> like he ran into me at work and he's like oh my god I follow you and then he was like oh wait I need help <laughs> that's awesome okay so I thought time. um have a little bit of like like you're you have um you were talking about gen, gen uh body dysmorphia getting no I was saying getting fangs and having red eyes and feeling more yeah like yourself as a vampire yeah, I I had red eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh do you have uh my eyes are these solid black that's pretty though I'm not even They're gonna like, lie pure black <laughs> I love it your last name is Wisteria and you have pure black eyes like what's going on <laughs> stay camera do you you oh. use a lot of like when you do your makeup do you do a lot of like um like do you use eye contacts and all of that um I actually have an astigmatism in one of my eyes so I can only put um usually if I get contacts they're sent to me yeah so I can only put one contact in my eye <laughs> and do you do you like photoshop do you photoshop the other one oh or like... rarely usually I, I love asymmetry anyways so i'm like oh this works yeah i actually love that too i love doing looks with like one one contact and the other one's just like regular that's fun yeah. that's cool that you guys can do that my whole face is crooked so i don't have to do any of that <laughs> have you tried that like that one trend on tiktok where that you do the invertedness and like you can see like how weird your face looks on the other side. Are you kidding me? I don't want to be extra depressed. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> no, I love all the TikTok trans. That trans. Oh, wow. Ooh, trans. Trans. I love all the TikTok trans, too. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm definitely. Me and I too. literally was sitting with my daughter at the dinner table tonight. And we were like. Flipping through. Going through all of the. <laughs> going through all of the we were like on lesbian tiktok and then we were on trans tiktok <laughs> and we were going through like just there's so cute there's yeah, so many cute there's people. just so many yeah. that you're just like uh, 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 i could <laughs> with I your could daughter next to you yeah i could stalk you all day <laughs> <laughs> i love that both of our daughters are kind of like uh my daughter in every in every pose if this doesn't say, you know, what you think, you know, like it's <laughs> she, the classic, like you're bisexual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she does. Like, I didn't teach her that. That's just something she does. Yeah. I'm like, OK. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're trying to tell me that if you. Huh? It's like it's I am a so old joke that if you go like this all the time, you're like, bisexual. <gasps> that's how you can tell someone's bisexual. Yeah, like there's a oh trend of like me photos is to go like me this. And Chloe, do the peace sign. I, it's a bisexual. Like if you if you don't do this, like are you really bisexual? Like yeah, it's like if this isn't your first reaction for photos. <laughs> yeah. My oh, daughter okay. literally every every picture is like that. Um, <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud of her. Like the other day we were talking. We were in her room and we were talking about. This is weird, but um, we were talking about masturbation and how masturbation is a private thing. And I mean, you've got to have that conversation. We have to. You have to talk to your children about masturbation. Just do it because they need to have that understanding. My daughter does not understand boundaries quite yet. Like sometimes when I'm out of the living room and she's by herself watching a show, she'll start. And I'm like, Kaylin, that's something you do in your room. And we've talked about this forever. So finally, yeah. I was like, OK, we've got to sit down and talk about it. And um, 
I got kind of caught up in my words and I wasn't really, you know, you get nervous when you're talking to a kid about those things. And I was like, yeah. well, when you're older, you you know, when you're older, you can have, you can do that with a partner. And she's like, wait, you, you mean when I, when I have a husband, I can do that with him? And I was like, yeah, or a wife. And my daughter goes, you know, mom, I might not marry a girl. Like, <laughs> like I might be straight mom. Just deal with it. <laughs> Did you cry afterwards? I was a little cry? sad. I went out and I was like, my daughter didn't say she's going to marry a girl. I really wanted her to say that. It's okay. I'll get over it. I think that masturbation totally needs to be more out in the open. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Literally, I think and there the uh, one of the biggest reasons is because we grew up so like it was like evil. Like don't touch yourself. Mm. Like masturbation is like the devil. I know. Like, you, yeah you will invite like you know all of the evil like don't do it and i'm just like it's fucking number one <laughs> and it's like i do this every day like this is how i start my day <laughs> it, it's just it's practice for your future partner that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, like i mean i think that i've talked like my my kids were like oh my god shut up mom seriously i do not want to have this conversation with you and I did not care. I was just like, fine, that's great. You know, but as long as you just know that it's normal, oh I just my gosh. I don't care. And number one, I think, and that's like the one of the biggest things is if you have kids, please fucking start knocking on their doors at <laughs> er as early as possible to let them know that that is their private room. Yeah. That they can do whatever they want. Start knocking on doors and wait until they say you can come in. Have you guys Ooh. seen, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm just thinking about this scene. Have you guys seen the show Sex Education? No. Okay. No. It's so good. There's this one scene where these girls are talking about masturbation and sex and stuff. And, sh and one of the girls asks, like, well, don't you ever touch yourself? And she's like, no, never. Why would I do that? And she's like, well, of course. So that way you know what to tell your boyfriend on how to touch you. And she's like, yeah, that makes sense. So she goes home and there's just this whole scene. You don't, she's not naked or anything. There's this whole scene where she's like rubbing up against things and it's just her in different positions like doing the thing <laughs> and it's hilarious if you guys have not watched sex education please watch it it is so good it's so it's on netflix that's just a, that's so just good. a video of me on a normal saturday night like, just <laughs> well, amanda why is it why is it that every every podcast that we have doesn't matter what it is at some point sex comes up like we'll just talk about it in some way <laughs> we're important yeah i don't know but i blame you <laughs> i do too i'm the one that brought it up <laughs> i will say really quick if i'm like super squirmy right now it's actually because one of my legs does not bend all the way oh what i ran through a sliding glass door uh when i was nine years old and it severed most of the tendons in my hand gave me horrible nerve damage on my knee and a giant scar so most things are very difficult. So oh, Jesus. Sitting, sitting on a, I, I kind of squirm around a bit because my knee gets uncomfortable. Well, we actually need to probably wrap this up anyways because I have to go grocery shopping. Otherwise, we won't have any food in our house. So that's important. Yeah. Well, doing the second lockdown thing. We oh, are here in Oregon. I don't know if we're doing the lock. I'm pretty sure that it's going to happen. So um, yeah, I know that ours is like, supposed to be for two weeks or more yeah um and it's not like as bad it's not like as lockdown as lockdown was last time but yeah so how are you dealing with the tomorrow. pandemic like in general um, i mean i've always been kind of a loner body yeah <laughs> okay um oh, same 
I could still like with my knee I realized that I do need to like actually leave the house and walk around because otherwise it'll it, it starts getting weaker and yeah I'm, like start kind of collapsing a bit because it was also sprained at one point like the same knee that I have my injury on no um yeah it's bad so um I'll walk up to the like the cemetery or like walk around the neighborhood the cemetery cemetery walks are the best let's just like state that right now like I love going to a cemetery like I did with my daughter like not I think like a couple weeks ago and it was just super nice I'm sad we don't have cemeteries that are like parks here in America because they have them like in Europe cemetery parks in Japan yeah well not like I mean, in Japan, they do have actual cemetery parks, but like in Germany, there's a lot of cemeteries where like families will just have a picnic. Yeah, it should be normalized. We have one here in Oregon that's like that. Like I've seen families do like entire picnic settings like during COVID. They like say like, oh, hey, we haven't seen you in forever. And they'll push up the strollers and like have the kids kind of run around. Amanda looks so confused right now. She's like, you guys are morbid as fuck. I'm actually thinking, no, I was just, I'm so sorry. No, I was actually thinking when we lived in our old house. um, Okay, so you know, like where Natasha and Willem used to live, right? Yeah. They used to like live across from the cemetery. Well, we we moved, our, our old house was like a street or two down. And um, the cemetery is, was, you know, extremely close by so we would go and take the kids all the time we would walk over there but we would take the kids and I think I was thinking like when was the last time I've been there it's been a long while so I was thinking oh that's nice because I have to walk a little bit because of my hernia you know, yeah I have to take little walks yeah so I was thinking I'm gonna go I think because you have the the really old tombstones what is there fucking gorgeous they're like so pretty. what is your plushie I'm distracted. Mm-hmm. I'm distracted by oh, your I'm, sorry. I'm 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 very cozy. <laughs> it's a gloomy bear. But it's a gloomy panda. I love it. It's so cute. I I actually found it in a thrift store. Thrift stores are the stone. shit. I love like thrift 80 stores. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so, so cute. I'm just here snuggling. Oh. I have way too many I don't have enough. My daughter has a ton, but I always think that I want a stuffy and I'm like, but which one? I don't know which one I want. Actually, can I, I show you guys something you. that I made? Yeah. I, okay. I'll be right back. I want to show you this because I feel like you, well, you'll tell me if it's good enough to sell on my shop because I feel yeah. like you'd be the perfect person to tell me if it's good. So I'm just going to be here snuggling my, my bear covered in blood. <laughs> Your bear covered in blood. See, its mouth is bleeding. It has blood on its claws. Oh, that's cute. I, I am, love. Here, I love like creepy plushies and creepy toys. <laughs> Yay! Where'd you this get one, them? This one, my friend Avery gave me. Avery during lockdown. She sent me this. Is that Avery from Avery Art? Uh, Miss Eclectic. Oh no. No. But she also does art, yeah. And she sent me this over at lockdown. She was like, I'm getting rid of some stuff. And I'm like, yes, it's blue. I want it. That's cute. So she gave me the blue one. And then this one I found at the thrift store. (laughs) Super cute. They're they're like $60 to $80 in America. Oh. Because they're like like pachinko, pachinko toys. Yeah, they're like super I'm cute. Just I, I'm like I would never <laughs> fork out eighty bucks for. <laughs> no, that's why I'm like, oh my god, I'm so happy I found this one and that one. I might spend 
like like if someone gives me like like fifty dollars for Christmas, I might go out and buy one for myself though. <laughs> like screw bills, I might just buy one for Christmas if someone gives me money. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're so cute. These are thingies. Oh, it's adorable. I'm, I have to. I have to fix. Yeah, I'm like still working so on them. Didn't you show those on Instagram? Yeah, on Grady's girls. Well, they're not perfect own? yet, so I don't want to like post pictures of them because I want them to be perfect first. Like this little skull guy. I thought I already saw a picture of them on your Instagram that you posted. No, I didn't. I posted just like on my story. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like I saw that you are these. Are these worthy of being <laughs> sold? <laughs> I think so, but I think you should put little Christmas hats on some. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. I need Christmas to do that. Ghost, oh, the yes. ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. <laughs> I love it. I think they're adorable. Thank you for letting they, me share that. <laughs> I think a Christmas hat would look really, really cute. Yeah. I think maybe you should do them with and without. Maybe a BDSM ghost. Sorry. Because what? then you have like a winter ghost. And then, yeah. a, did you just say a BDSM ghost? I did. I, yeah. I thought I would just, yeah. it, just, it just popped up into my head. Fuck yes. Put some <laughs> collars on those bitches. <laughs> all right. I have to get going. I'm so sorry, guys. No, not at all. Don't yeah. worry. It was so nice talking to you, Willow. Thank you so much for being like such a pleasant person to... <laughs> like communicate with and being so open about like your life story um if you ever want to like come and like do another podcast with us just as like a host like we can talk about like your favorite movies or some tv show whatever uh just let us know we'd love to have you back on yeah you guys can talk to me anytime okay awesome thank you so much um I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I, yeah, again, I have to go grocery shopping. I have to make a list and then that's going to take forever. Go <laughs> we'll get the holiday Oreos. <laughs> oh Thank my you God. So the, little, yes. the little red cream and the, the uh, like snowflakes. Oh and my stuff God. That sounds so delicious. They um, came out with one that's like, like holiday flavor, but I forgot what it is for this year. I, I can't wait. I'll tell if I find it, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah, and you should send me some since I can't get that. Today. Oh yeah, I will. I'll give. Yeah. Well, we're gonna send you a Christmas box anyways because you're all the way in fucking nether. Ne I was about to call it Neverland. The Neverlands. <laughs> we're yes, actually. I love like, it. I love it more. We're we're actually in the Netherlands, but it's it's okay. I get it. No, um, Willow. Thank you so much. And um, oh wait, let's uh let's link or let's plug in your um your socials real fast so we can find you yes. on instagram instagram at <laughs> nightmare kitty cat and then cat a with a k yes <laughs> and then you're also on um everything else is vamp tisha vamp tisha yeah m-p-t-i-c-i-a awesome thank you so much again and for everyone else if you enjoyed this episode please uh go to our instagram and follow us because it's always fun um, at trauma and laughs and if you loved our episode because duh um, <laughs> please rate review and subscribe because it really helps and join us next week exactly whatever bullshit we put down again <laughs> <laughs> all right willow you have a great day all right i love you amanda i love you guys i love you too and thank you, you so much willow <laughs> we love you too <laughs> <laughs> it's Tramaraderie. <laughs> <laughs>